Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. The Tennis Podcast. The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to day three of the Aegon Championships at the Queen's Club. I'm Catherine Whitaker and my doubles partner for this week is Gigi Salmon. We have a two-parter for you today. Tanasi Kokonakis joins us for the first part to talk about his match on Thursday. And we have some anything but tennis questions for him as well, where he proves he doesn't do music festivals. What the hell is Gladstonebury? In the second part, we review the day's play as Dimitrov, Muller, Young and Burdick progress, but we waved goodbye to Joe Wilfred Songa. This is the Daily Tennis Podcast live every day from the Aegon Championships, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. Let's start behind the scenes at the Queen's Club. So you join myself, Catherine Whitaker, and Gigi Salmon in the Players' Lounge of the Aegon Championships. That's the sort of buzz that you can hear around us. It's the buzz of players eating and playing on their phones and playing FIFA and watching tennis and generally having eating. a lovely, relaxed time. Mostly eating. There's an awful lot of eating. The, play, the, the, the food they do for the players down here is just lovely. Play has not quite finished for the day. It's mostly finished for the day, but the reason we're recording this section of the podcast a little bit early, Gigi, is because we have the chance to bring a very special guest in, hopefully, don't we? Yeah, we're hoping that Tanasi Kokonakis, that caused the upset when he defeated last year's finalist Milos Raonic, will come and join us. It is dependent on a few things. He's had a lot of commitments, had a little bit of light training today, plays his match tomorrow. So we're sitting in the corner, smiling and hoping that he will make his way to us. We're trying to make ourselves look as friendly and approachable while blending as in as well was blending just, in completely I mean we could not look more like tennis players right now could we Gigi? sitting with two microphones sort of yes. waiting for him to come over but it's it's a fantastic place to sit I know this is radio but painting the picture and you were saying what can go on here it's an incredible setup and year after year the one thing you notice there are more and more families here more I've, I've seen actually a couple of high chairs especially here for for players children to come it's, in and enjoy lunch I think we're only one year away from there being a crash in this place you could be on Gigi you could bring the boys I bring in. the twins you in bring the twins I in. think they'd tear the I place really up I really think <laughs> that it's only a matter of time before crashes start becoming a feature of players lounges players lounges honestly I really think that could be a thing there are so many young kids last year it really struck me um, the wails of toddlers all over the place. So Leighton Hewitt was here last year, of course, and he had his whole tribe in tow, and there's a fair few of them. And yeah, this year, as tennis players play on for longer and it becomes more possible and um, practical for them to bring uh, their families on tour with them, why wouldn't you? Until they reach school age, it is possible, isn't it? And it's a fun it's just a fascinating place to sit because you sit and watch and you see people come in you see people go about their business and I'm very happy to say that our 
our special guest of, is sitting table, down. Our table of tea. No, not not quite live. Tanasi Kokonakis, thank you very much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thanks yeah. for having me. Appreciate yeah, no, it. thank you for joining us live on, on the tennis podcast. How's your day been? Oh, it's been all right. It's been all right. Started slow, got to bed late. Um, Phone was, phone was buzzing a bit, but uh, yeah, hopefully I can get a better night's sleep tonight. How many text messages did you have after you came off court from your win against Ranić yesterday? Roughly, a rough estimate. Oh. WhatsApp's included. WhatsApp's included and, and Snapchat's and everything like he's that. Still, he's still counting. Uh, I don't know, probably a couple hundred, yeah. A couple of hundred, that, wow. That's, that's to me personally, like... And then there's all the Facebook stuff like that. So It must have been an incredible buzz. We've talked about and we spoke about in the podcast, everything you've been through and coming back and getting that win. And your reaction on court, by yeah. the way, I think I've watched that a number of times because it, it felt like it was all the stress and all the relief just flew yeah, out of you. Exactly. That's 100% what it was. I was just letting everything out. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of, I, I slipped on that match point as well on that forehand. Then I didn't have much time to react. So I just hit the ball and then I saw, I didn't even look at where it landed. I just felt it off the strings and then I just, I just yelled. So... Uh, yeah, that, that feeling's up there with, with some of my best for sure. How do you sort of come down from that moment and try and get your head back in gear again? Because we spoke yesterday after that match and you were talking about how tennis for you is now just one day at a time. You don't know what your body's going to be like the next day. You don't know whether it will let you down again. How do you sort of get your head in de- gear and, and deal with the come down? I'm not sure. I haven't been able to yet. <laughs> so I haven't been able to show that I've been been able to deal with the, the ups and downs um, consistently so I guess that's the next challenge for me obviously now I've shown I can beat some good players on a on a here and there but now I need to try and try and put it together and I think that's the next step for me going forward try and be consistent and stay level-headed and and kind of get over the excitement of, of yesterday's win and, and now go from there. It must be incredible just to be back on the tour, to be getting up, to be coming in, to be booking a practice court, to be seeing all your friends that yeah. you haven't seen for such a long time. A lot of players will say, God, it becomes routine, we do it so much, but yeah. for you having been away for so long, it must be great every day. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I sort of sort of lost touch of, of how things work a little bit with practice courts and I started to get nervous in practice a couple of days uh, before tournament started and I was like, all right, this is a good sign. It shows that I'm starting to get close to playing again. And yeah, just, just playing practice sets with the guys at that top level in uh, day in, day out, it's, it's a good thing for me and I think I'm only going to get better. Do you think the ATP have readmitted you into their hashtag next gen? <laughs> I, th- I think so. I don't know. I don't. I'm not really too focused on, on the sort of next-gen sort of stuff. I think it's great what they're doing. Um, there's a lot of good young players coming through. Uh, but for me, I'm not worried about the next-gen. Obviously, the Milan thing is, is starting. I'm starting pretty late, six months <laughs> behind or something like that. So I'm um, doubtful I'll make it. But I don't know. I'm just trying to get through every day and, and stay healthy and hopefully keep playing better tennis. And what's the setup here in London? Isn't it a hotel, apartment, your family, friends? How do you work it on tour? Yeah, it's been really good here, actually. Um, I hired a house in Southfields for for three weeks and it's good it's, it's good having a house uh, there's nothing worse than uh packing your bags and staying in a couple of days in a hotel if you lose you're out to the next one then the same thing happens week by week so that sucks that's one part i don't miss about <laughs> traveling so uh, it's good that you know you're going to be in london for a while or around the area at least to have a house and it, it kind of it does feel at home it's good now there's one more thing we'd like to ask you to do if you don't sure. mind it's I called think I saw this the other you day you saw this I think I'm a bit worried about you're not the first okay. victim uh, Jordan first Thompson did this victim. a little bit earlier yeah. I can tell you some of his answers a little okay. bit later so it's anything but tennis you've got to put your hand in the ball pick something out re- read it out there's nothing too scary in there I hope okay what the hell is Gladstonebury it's Gla- a music festival Glastonbury. you don't know what Glastonbury is Glastonbury of course that's how I said it I've got no idea <laughs> Are you a music festival? If you went to a music festival, would you stay in a tent or a hotel? Are you a luxury kind of guy or would you sleep in the mud and the rain? Ooh, How would that work? That's a good question. 
or a or a yeah, what's the name of a posh tent? A yurt. Yurt. I've never heard of that. Glamping. Um, Have you heard of glamping? No. Glamorous camping. Yeah, that's what I was assuming it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, my mates go to music festivals and they take their... I don't, know if they, no, I don't know if they take... Yeah, they take a caravan and pitch tents, so I'll just join in with them, I reckon. Okay, so you can be in the tent. Right, back you go. You've got Blue to do, collar. You've got to do, like, two or three. Right, we'll see how you go. get on. So far, I haven't picked the same as Jordan. Right. What superpower would you have? Invisibility, ability to fly, or X-ray vision? Oh, now Jordan did this one, so I can tell you afterwards if you pick the I'm same one. I'm invisibility. Everyone's because going for that. Why? Of course. Well, if you're a tennis player, they don't know where you are, so it just works perfectly. I thought it might be a little bit creepy. Just so thinking on the court, that would be useful. Would you want? Or well, on the court, I'd be a creep. Off the court, I'd be an absolute creep. <laughs> if I, if I'm, well, and then X-ray is even more weird. Well, so maybe flying, but then it's like, what's this guy doing in the air? Well, so I don't know, none of them make sense, really. Jordan went for flying because <laughs> he? he hates airports and hanging around. So That's actually do- a good call. Yeah. See, no matter how much I fly, yeah. a little bit of turbulence, I still get rattled. So yeah. okay. maybe, maybe ability to fly. Right, so we've got a couple more, and then right. we're going to let you go because no you've got worries. a match to finish preparing <laughs> for. Daniel so. Medvedev. Yes, yes. I lost to him last week, so I've got to be ready. <laughs> this is preparing you, maybe. When did you last do your own washing? Come on now, that was last night. Come on. <laughs> Was it? Feet firmly yeah. on the ground. Yeah. I, I needed a bit of help because I didn't know where to put the washing powder, but uh, all good. Well, Jordan's <laughs> last washing was Paris. Paris? Yeah. Lazy. One more. <laughs> I right. looked, I looked. Uh, I'm going to try and find one. Final one. Oh, I was hoping I didn't get this one. What's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? Pass. <laughs> Have you ever run through a field of wheat, Tanasi? <laughs> what? No, I've not done that. I'm going to pass on that. Let's go again. <laughs> it's just, if I'm honest Is that the naughtiest it, thing you've ever done? the naughtiest thing our Prime Minister has ever done. Okay. Right, final one. Last time you missed a flight and why? Okay, I'm late most of the time, <laughs> but when was that? This one's not that exciting. I'm going to put it on someone else because they uh, screwed up my ticket and I'm going to go with that. So it's funny how everyone's been flight. blaming someone else. Yeah. I say about a year ago. So, Nancy, thank you so much for your time. It is so good to see you back, healthy, playing, winning, and good luck in your next match yeah, and good luck tomorrow. for the rest of the season. Thank you, appreciate it. Tough. Thank you for joining us. That's Tanasi Kokonakis. Put his hand into the ball. That one's dangerous. Pulled the out magic the ball. <laughs> Yeah, we thought that might be. <laughs> I think someone else did. Who else refused to answer it? Grigor Dimitrov refused to answer it also. <laughs> it was the first, he was our first victim and it was the first one he pulled out of the hat and he thought it was the right stitch up. So Tanasi Kokonakis in action tomorrow. We're doing this podcast. That's nice, isn't it? Next Jenner. But as he said, he's starting a little bit late in terms of this race to Milan because for people thinking it's the next gen finals taking place in Milan the week before the tour finals in London at the moment. Sasha Zverev, Alexander Zverev, looks like he's going to make it to the Tour of Finals. And he is so far out in front in the next-gen list, it will open up a space. You never know if he can stay fit and healthy, Tanasi, and go on a run. Who knows? Although I would point out that it is technically possible for Sasha Zverev to play both the World Tour Finals and the next-gen finals. There would be no obligation for him to do so, and I'd be perhaps surprised if he would do so, but it has been pointed out. And I just thought I would point out that technically he could play well, both. He although might want to step I do aside very much dis- I very much agree in. with the head shake you're giving me, which implies he ain't going to Milan if he's going to he London. He might step aside and say, you know what, Tanasi's the next man in, so I'm going to step aside and let him take part in the oh, next gen. Can finals. you imagine? Might happen. You never. I mean, there's a long way to go. So much can happen. But it was so lovely for him to join us because he's been 
so busy, thrown back into the spotlight really with that win over Milos Raonic. He's still, as he said to you before, taking it day by day and seeing what's happening with him and his fitness. So, so great for him to come and join us and really, have a little chat. Really genuinely nice. There's a whole lot of players that wouldn't do something like that, especially in the situation that he's in. He could go out tomorrow and his body could let him down. He could lose, you know, it could all it could all fall apart, couldn't it? He could be, you know, very reluctant to speak to the likes of us, but he's not. He's super relaxed. He's just But he wouldn't tell us to be the here. naughtiest, the riskiest thing he'd ever done. Wouldn't tell us that. Uh, but still to come in part two, a full review of Wednesday at the Aegon Championships and a look ahead to Thursday. It's just Gigi and I for part two of uh, Wednesday's tennis podcast. No more Tanasi Kokonakis. He was a very charming young man, wasn't he, Gigi? Yeah, really lovely. And you can see the delight in his eyes when you talk about him being back on tour. There's nothing mundane about booking a practice court and making sure you eat at the right time and working out what you're doing. He loves the fact that he's here and he's competing. We will be looking ahead to Kokonakis' match against Daniil Medvedev later when we look at tomorrow's order of play. But first, we should review what happened today. Very interesting day's play. Perhaps we should go in reverse order because we are standing on the tournament director's balcony at the moment and walking past us as we speak is a certain Mr. Denis Shapovalov. He's just done an interview with us. He's going to go and now complete his other press commitments, which I'm sure are many, because he has just participated in probably the match of the week here at the Queen's Club. He didn't win the match of the week. He lost 7-5 in the third to Thomas Burdick. It was a sensational match, a sensational performance, and I think I'm starting now to convince people that he is a star of the future. Absolutely, and can I just say, other people do agree with you, because following your interview, three lovely ladies came up for selfies. I'd say they were a wee bit older than Dennis, but they were very excited Everyone to Everyone around see here him. is a wee bit older than Dennis. Uh, they He's were, 18. Yes, he is very young, isn't he? And even at one point, Thomas Burdick, the winner, walked past, the world number 14, did not turn their heads at all. It was all about chatting to the star of the future, I believe as you believe, Denis Shapovalov. He, he held his cool, he was calm, he was aggressive, he was fierce. It could have gone either way. In the end, just a little bit more experience from Burdick. There was only one breaker serve in two hours and 24 minutes, and that was the final game that gave Burdick the win. He hung with him every step of the way. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It really could have gone either way. He didn't do a whole lot wrong to get broken to lose the match in the final game. And he's proved so many points today. He's won over so many fans. And that was something I spoke to him about after the match. I was really thankful to get a wild card here, you know, having having a chance to play qualifying and going through qualifying, going through Kyle and uh, having a chance to play one of the best uh, tennis players in the world. So it was really fun for me to be out there today. There's now nine and a half thousand seats in this centre court. I think nine and a half thousand people will have left today being a fan of yours and marking your name down for the future. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, You know, I want to thank the fans. Uh, It was just, it was so much fun to be out on court today, uh, playing such a great player and against and uh, with, with such an amazing crowd, it was, it was honestly probably the funnest match I've ever played in my life. And everybody is leaving the Queen's Club this week, having got to know the Denis Shapovalov backhand. How do you generate the pace that you do on that backhand? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure of that. Uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a lot of work and uh, yeah, countless years of hitting backhands, but uh, kind, of, kind of just close my eyes and go for it sometimes. <laughs> Big day for you as well because you found out that you've got a wild card into the main draw of Wimbledon where of course you won the junior title last year. What does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super thankful to be, to be uh, privileged enough to have a wild card into, into the main draw. It 
think it's going to be incredible to have a chance to come back and play on those courts again in front of uh, in front of you know my new fans and hopefully a couple more fans. But uh, yeah, like I said before, uh, winning Wimbledon again would be is is one of my dreams. So to be to be able to be at that tournament again and playing there again, it's uh, it's going to be absolutely a thrill. And does a match like today challenging the world number 14 at just 18 years of age does that make you sure in your belief that you can win Wimbledon one day? Uh, not for sure. Nothing set in stone. It's a it's a lot of hard work, and uh, I still have a long way to get there. I'm 190 in the world now, but. Uh, you know, it really helps me uh, believe in myself and believe that I could push the top guys. So that was Denis Shapovalov, star of the future, owner now of a Wimbledon main draw wildcard as the junior champion from last year. Hey, if he gets a decent draw, he could win over some more fans, couldn't he? Well, it's exciting, and I'm glad that more people are going to get to see him and get to know about him. Yes, there's many, many years of his career to come, but the fact that he won that junior title here, now he's into the main draw, and as you said, who knows... I just can't wait for this draw to happen for so many reasons that we will discuss about, you will have talked about. I cannot wait for this draw and I'm really happy that he has been awarded the World Cup. I know it's a general thing to happen with the junior champion from the year before, but I'm really happy that he's had this run here and he will take that confidence into Wimbledon. Yeah, I think everyone's really happy, isn't he? He's just a good news story for tennis. And yes, we've lost a lot of big established names and top seeds, but that gives an opportunity for the likes of Denis Shapovalov and Tanasi Kokonakis. It gives them a chance to shine and for people to get to know them a bit and get to know how good they could be and what big stars they could be for tennis in the future. Speaking of somebody who was once talked about as a big star of tennis in the future, Donald Young. Little old Donald Young, he's won again. Little old Donald Young. Yeah, we do talk about Donald Young and the fact that there was so much promise, there was so much pressure upon his shoulders, but you find that with especially American tennis players because they had this wealth of talent and success and then it dried up a little bit so any young player that came through was like he's the next one this is it we found him and we saw this with Ryan Harrison he said that the pressure was too much in my ladies I couldn't cope with it with Donald Young we've spoken about this before it's maybe a little bit more physical rather than the mental pressure because the height didn't increase it stayed where it was and that was going to always give him a few more challenges now I should point out of course everyone's height stays where it is at some point everyone stops growing at at some point Uh, but the problem with Donald Young was uh, and was this a story we told we've done so much talking about tennis Gigi I can't remember whether it was on uh, last night's podcast where I told the story of seeing Donald Young as a 14 year old at the US Open in 2004 having a hit with John McEnroe he was John McEnroe's anointed future of American tennis 14 years old the problem is he is now the same height as he was when he was 14 he didn't grow and there's nothing wrong with that he's a perfectly respectable height as a person he's just not the ideal height for a tennis player but he's doing very well with it he's won through today 6-3-6-4 against Viktor Troitschke tricky opponent Troitschke didn't have a whole lot left in the legs but still lefty Donald Young he's nifty on the grass yeah he is and again we're not really talking about Donald Young there have been so many other stories in the first few days at Queen's from qualifying and coming through into the main tournament the name Donald Young hasn't been mentioned it was only suddenly mentioned because it was meant to be Steve Johnson who's playing Nick Kyrgios but due to withdrawals in the draw it suddenly became Donald Young it's the only reason we really spoke about him and then that match came to a halt but it was all about Nick Kyrgios pulling it and Nick Kyrgios' injury. No one even mentioned the guy that actually got through to the next round, so we haven't been talking about Donald Young. Are we going to start talking about it? Let's see how he does. But the way this draw is going, we've talked about the shocks and the surprises and what on earth is going on. You never know. Could this be the time for Donald One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This edition of the Tennis Podcast is sponsored by Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch the French Open. They've got every court live and you can watch on your phone or your smart TV, both in HD. Matt, this sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing I like more than watching multiple courts with matches everywhere, dipping in to where there's the latest final set tiebreak or even the latest bit of aggro. And David, don't worry, you can just watch your favourite court, Suzanne Longlen, all day if you want. But whatever you choose, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Do you know, I think in a lot of ways, the French Open is now my favourite slam. It's the strategy of the clay court tennis, the way it challenges players, and particularly now with legends of the game up against the new generation of young players. I cannot wait. Be there when it happens with daily live coverage beginning on Monday, May the 20th. Subscribe to Tennis Channel Plus to stream daily coverage of Roland Garros. Use promo code TENNISPOD20 for 20% off your annual subscription. I saw him in the players' lounge early and he was bouncing around. He looked full of the joys of spring, very happy indeed. His mum's here, she looked delighted as well. It's a great it's a great week so far for the young family. Good luck to them. Uh, we have had a shock on day three of the Aegon Championships. Not as big a shock or as many a shock as on Tuesday, but we have lost Joe Wilfred Songa to the big man Gilles Muller. This was another upset that wasn't an upset that we had with Lopez against Vavrinka because Muller comes in here with a title under his belt. He's got a couple of titles this year. He broke that duck of getting into finals and not winning at the start of the year when he beat Dan Evans in the final down under. Now he's carried on that form. He's got the game. It's the old cliche. He's tall, he's big, he's got a big serve. He knows how to play on this surface. He's got the confidence now to know that he can win these matches. He can win titles. And Against Joe Wilfred Tonka, you know, if, I don't want to make a generalisation, but I think I'm about to. If you come up against a French tennis player, mentally, they can, they are fragile. And if, if they're not up for it, they don't have the energy levels, if they're not feeling... If, if, if something is not right, you know you can get them. And that seemed to be the case with Joe Wilfred Tonka today. He couldn't get himself to a place to play his game that could have beaten Gilles Muller. Yeah, it was a flat Joe Wilfred Tonga, wasn't it? And I don't think he wanted to be flat. I think he was desperately trying to find the spark, but it's difficult to man- manufacture that out of nowhere. In his post-match press conference, he was asked what he'd like to do differently at Wimbledon, what he'd like to improve in order to challenge Wimbledon. And he said, I think I need more energy on the court. You mentioned energy levels there. And it's an energised Joe Wilfred Tonga that the tennis world 
enjoys seeing, isn't it? So hopefully that is what we'll see at Wimbledon. But congratulations, Gilles Muller. He progresses on, as does Grigor Dimitrov, but not nearly so handily. He needed three sets. He was setting a breakdown at one point to Julian Benito. Ended up coming through 4-6, 6-3, 6-4. Julian Benito, Gigi, has very much exceeded your expectations. I know. I gave him five games. He took 13. I have to say, after I made that prediction... I saw Julian Benito at every turn, round corridors, coming up corridors, walking out into practice courts. Everywhere I turned, there was Julian Benito. And I started to feel so guilty about this prediction for what is a very good player. He's very good on the grass. He's got a good game. He can be tricky. He can be difficult. I just thought from what I'd seen of Dimitrov, and maybe you shouldn't judge Dimitrov because he can be hot and cold in one match, that he would have too much he eventually did, but in a shorter space of time and in straight sets. But, but credit to Gillian Benito, it was a fantastic fight, but then really positive for Dimitrov that his head stayed high and he came through that one. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think it's actually going to end up being good for him that he's had a fight here. He could have perhaps be accused of having been flaky at various points in his career up to now. He wasn't today. He really had to grit his teeth and fight his way through that one. I think that'll do him good in the long run. I see him and Marin Cilic as the joint favourites for this title now. But should we hear from Grigor Dimitrov before having a chat about Thursday's order of play? Here he is. So that was Grigor Dimitrov, the 2014 champion, my joint favourite to win the 2017 title along with Marin Cilic. I feel you've gone out on a massive limb with those two. Can well, it's different to your... But you think Thomas Burdick's the favourite. Yeah, I did say that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it a heat of the moment kind of a thing? I think it was having just interviewed in the Flash interview. He was standing there. He was so determined. He was so... I'm very convincing. Still there. And I was totally convinced. In those three minutes that we had together courtside, he convinced me. But again, like in other predictions this week, nothing that I own is being placed on any of these bets because so far, I've been a bit rubbish. Quick run through Gigi of the order of play for tomorrow on the centre court. Marin Cilic, my joint favourite with Grigor Dimitrov for the title state takes on Stefan Kozlov another man who was hit or boy that was hitting with John McEnroe aged 14 at the US Open uh, and perhaps has been cursed with whatever whatever curse that is but uh, it's coming through very nicely and is an awful lot younger than Donald Jung as we said he's got a lot more time to fulfil the potential that a lot of people saw in him already what five or so years ago is the 2012 champion going to be troubled tomorrow I haven't seen an awful lot of Stefan Kozlov at senior level weirdly I saw an awful lot of him at junior level and taking part in the slams I like what I saw I like the fact he was a bit fiery I like the game he has but I haven't seen enough of him on the senior level against these big players I do though think that Marin Cilic will have a little bit too much because it's a confident Marin Cilic I love this relationship with Jonas Brockman they get on so well it really relaxes him he's a relaxed type of character he knows he's got a wonderful opportunity former winner here before with the way the seeds have fallen I see Marin Cilic coming through in straight sets Speaking of former winners 2010 champion Sam Quarry takes on the conqueror of Andy Murray can lightning strike twice for Mr Jordan Thompson. 
I'm going for a Jordan Thompson win. The way he plays, he's so aggressive, he's so fearless. And when we've spoken to him since, he's so relaxed. He doesn't really get what the fuss is about of beating the world number one and five-time champion. He's like, I'm just here and I'm just playing. He doesn't get nervous, he's relaxed. And if he plays the way... I know it wasn't... Andy Murray wasn't the game that we expected to see from Murray, but I think he can really trouble Sam Querrey. He's got nothing to lose. He's the underdog. If he plays that aggressive style of ten, and if the serve works as it did against Murray, then... That will be my upset of the day. Agreed, Gigi, Jeremy Shardy against Feliciano Lopez. A, who's going to want it, win it? B, is Lopez a dark horse for the title? Quite possibly because he got to the final in Stuttgart losing to Luca Pui. Great on the service. He's got the serve and volley game. Saw him warming up with Mark Lopez. The Lopi, as I call them, lost in the doubles today. So he's only got the singles to concentrate on. And I think that one is I think that one's going to be interesting. This, uh, hang on, interesting is not a prediction, Gigi. What's your prediction? I think Lopez is going to win, and I do think he's a dark horse for the title. He's not in my joint faves, as has been noted already. No, no, no. He's in my joint second faves. I'd put him sort of level with Burdick. I will go Lopez in three. Lopez in three. Well, that is what we have for you on the singles front on the centre court tomorrow. There's plenty of doubles action going on as well. Jamie Murray, Bruno Suarez came through earlier today, so we do have some Murray representation still in the Aegon Championships draw, even if Andy is um, a distant memory. Day three of the Aegon Championships. You know the drill. There'll be another one on day four. Do join us for that. And thanks for being with us. For the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with your experience.